Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's talk about mass murder. What? 
Chris, we have to talk about mass murder today. A mass murderer. Really, honestly, the biggest mass murderer in the history of mankind. Black Lives Matter. An insurrection? Mitch McConnell's blasting a freshman member of Congress. Oh, boy. The ratings at CNN are not good. (laughs) All right. But first, obviously, this is the Jesse Kelly Show. You can find me at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can call 877-377-4373. Did I just order donuts to be delivered right before the show? Yes. Yes, I did. So when I tell you to take care of yourself, I mean it, people. Now, let us go to a place I can't believe we've never really explored the life of Mao Zedong before. Now, obviously, he's come up a thousand different times in a thousand different ways as we've taken our various walks throughout history, but we've never actually done Mao. It hit me last night. I was actually talking to my oldest son about it. And I was was coming up with some stuff for the show. And I'm like, what do you think I should do about Mao? And he said, you've never talked about Mao. And my boy's all about history now. He's just a history geek. Total geek now. He said, oh, you have to. I said, you're right. You're right. So we are going to walk through part of Mao's life. That I can't possibly get to all of it. I'm not going to do another two-parter on you, although I'm tempted. I'm not going to do another two-parter on you. Let's go to how Mao came to be, how the chairman Mao came to be. Let's begin at the beginning. How about that, Chris? You see that? You want to leave people hanging so they don't know what you're saying next. It's called professional radio. Been doing it two years. Now, Let's go right before Mao. Remember, China is one of those places that has, it's, it sounds stupid to say, that it has so much history. At, at, at any, any point in time that you and I have ever talked about, any point in history, where something's going on in another part of the world we're talking about, a battle or an explorer or, or a mafia guy or whatever, whatever we're talking about, there's always something huge in China. It just is a place dripping with history. And for so much of their history and so much of world history, it was an imperial place with kings. That's what it was. Just It had monarchs, dictators, whatever you want to call them. And that's going to play a part in our story as well. Understand this. So much of what we've seen when it comes to Look, the United States of America was part of this. The, the forming of the United States of America, Europe, where we, where we see nations go different directions, communism, capitalism, so on and so forth. It was the world a couple hundred years ago, two, three hundred years ago. I mean, this took a long time. The world casting off kings and then trying to figure out how to govern themselves. And we've never experienced that. You and I have never experienced that. But there is, I, I find this fascinating, to, to this, this human experiment where you have only ever known one system of government, a king. 
And it's all your dad knew, and it's all his dad knew, and his dad knew, and his dad knew, and all the way back to as many generations as you can trace, you've lived under a king. And for you, that's just what government is. And all of a sudden, the world starts tossing these kings out, and people start looking around and having to figure out, oh, uh, we have to... We have to do this ourselves. There's a different way. What, what way? What do we do? You know, we rip on communism all the time and we always will because it's an evil, deadly, disgusting ideology. So we always will. However, remember this. Now, this won't a- apply to Mao for the most part. Re- remember this. In the very beginning, if you're in Russia, Russia is a great example because that's really the birthplace of it. I know Karl Marx was German, but it was really the birthplace of it. You are being sold communism. Someone's trying to sell you on it. And all you've ever known is the czars. And the czars, especially towards the end, were a disaster. And they were brutal and inept. And, and you you know bread lines and stuff like that. And someone's selling you communism. Don't judge those people quite so harshly. I mean, yeah, Lenin was a monster. But the people who signed on for that early, they didn't know. And look at America today, especially look at America's college students and whatnot. How easily have we sold them on communism? Now, they should know better because they have history. But the people in Russia, you're starving? It sounds good. It so- doesn't it sound good? Every There's no money. Everybody's the same. There's no property. We'll just share. Don't you want to share? You should share. It sounds nice. It's easy to sell people on that. So when the world was starting to explore and experiment with communism in the very beginning, you know, that early 20th century, it's understandable. It's understandable. Now, China, all they knew was obviously imperialism. And one of their, well, their last dynasty was the Qing dynasty. Don't worry about remembering that. No, I'll I'll tell you if you ever have to remember a name. You don't have to worry about remembering that. Their last dynasty was the Qing dynasty. And then the Qing dynasty eventually goes down. And China didn't immediately then launch itself into this nationalist versus the communist thing. There was a long period of time where China was ruled by warlords. This is very common throughout history. If there's not really a huge revolution of one political party or one political ideology, if the government collapses, the guys with the armies take over. And that's what China was dealing with. And the warlords took over. And soon, obviously, people begin to chafe under that. And there were two different political groups that arose. The nationalists, which would be much more in line. I mean, you don't need to think of them like Thomas Jefferson by any means, but much more in line with our thinking. Wanted wanted China to be a very Western, capitalist, more capitalist, open society. And then the communists. And the communists were heavily backed by the Soviet Union and Vladimir Lenin. Remember this, as we've talked about a thousand times before and always will. Communism is not a political ideology. It's a religion of domination. Always has been, always will be. The Soviets never wanted communism to be for Russia. Communism had to be for everybody. 
They don't look at anything and say to themselves, ah, let's not go there. That's the truth of the matter. And Lenin gets involved. And now we have war. War between the nationalists, war between the communists, war between the warlords. And oddly enough, and this is not the last time this is going to happen in our story, eventually the nationalists and the communists, though they hated each other, decided to kind of join forces on one front and fight the warlords. And they did, and they won. Now, Mao, you have to understand, was a farmer's son. He was a farmer's son, and he hated day labor. He hated that kind of hard work. Eventually, his father sent him off to school, and he only wanted him to go to school so he could educate himself up to a level to run the farm better. that's, That's really, remember, we have a different system. That's really what school has been for most of history. Go learn X because we need Y, period. Only Mal should have never gone to school. I'll explain why in a minute in Black Lives Matter. At it again. Uh-oh. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. While I'm talking to you, go and just check them out. And when I talk to you about SuperBeats, here's my only concern. I'm concerned your reaction is going to be exactly what my reaction was when it was brought up to me. SuperBeats, I said, ugh, beets are disgusting. I don't care how good they are for you. I'd never eat beets. You know, I just went on this long rant. You know how I do about food. Well, As the world's foremost beet hater, take it from me, Super Beets heart chews do not taste like beets. If they tasted even a little like beets, I would not be eating them at all. Go to GetSuperBeets.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeets.com slash Jesse for not one, but two free 30-day supplies. Go. Go now. Jesse Kelly returns next. Looks like Republicans are stepping in it again. <laughs> How are we this stupid every single time? We're still talking about a freshman congresswoman. Are we this stupid? Chris is nodding. We are, aren't we? Dang it, we are. Gosh, it hurts. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Actually, I take that back. It's not going to be a minute. We got to talk about a little Mao first. Why, Chris? We have to talk Mao. Anyway, Mao goes off to school. Mao starts to read a lot, and he starts tearing through communist stuff, starts to read Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And remember, the Communist Manifesto was 
a blueprint. It wasn't just, oh, communism's great. It was, here's how you get your nation, the world, really, from capitalism to communism. It was, it was made as a blueprint. So Mao's reading, loving it, eventually goes off to college. And I know you're going to find this very shocking, but this young, impressionable man goes off to college and becomes more of a hardcore communist than he was when he walks in the door. I know. I Look, I know. Chris, I'm stunned, too. I'm stunned, too. It's amazing. But let's pause for a moment here because this part, this part really hit me. When he's, okay, so he's a young dude, 24 or so, 24, and he's he's in Beijing now, college student, joins the Communist Party, wants to move forward. One thing that you see pop up time and time again in all these stories of these communists was this, how deeply, intimately involved the Soviet communists were in making sure other communists in other parts of the world had what they needed. They pumped money to them. They pumped materials to them. They went all in. Wherever communism was sprouting at all, the Soviets were obsessed with making sure people, especially young people, had everything they needed to come to the right decision, communist decision, whatever we want to call it. And the reason I point this out is you're going to have to forgive me as I step out of history for a moment is, man, if you think about this, the left does this so much better than we do. Oh, they're so good at it and we suck. And we have to get so much better. They didn't They didn't leave any stone unturned when it comes to your kids or my kids. The things they read, the things they watch, the things they learn in school. Every single part of the system today in the United States of America is teaching communism to your kid. American liberalism, socialism, whatever fancy word you want to put on it. All of it is, you can't let your child watch Sesame Street today. They got to Sesame Street. Why? Because they're really, really smart. And they know kids matter. Young people matter. You can't just hope for the best. Tell them to figure it out. You have to provide them the guidance they need to gear them towards your ideology. And don't you dare... Fall for that communist propaganda that says we need politics out of schools. That is a lie. It does not exist. Politics is simply culture. It's simply an ideology. And your child will be taught an ideology, period. It's either going to be yours or it's going to be theirs. That's a fact. They're so much better at it. You look at what the Soviets did across the world, Latin America, China, Vietnam, you name it. You needed stuff. You're young. Right now, the communists, in our story, when Mao's in college, they're a ragtag group in China. 
They're not about to take power, and the Soviets are just hopping on the train now that we've about got it. They're a ragtag group, but the Soviets are all in. What do you need? You need materials? You need reading materials? You guys need guns? Do you guys need money? Tell me what you need. We'll give you anything and everything. Making sure they're planting communist seeds everywhere they can go. Look what they did here in America. How do you think it happened that our entire education system is packed full of communists now? They didn't invade and place those teachers in power by force. They were involved in every single student group and radical group. And here's some reading materials there. And here's this for you. And make sure you guys have funds for this meeting. Here's some reading stuff for that meeting. And soon, those are the people teaching your kids and making your movies. That's how they did it, and we need to be so much better. Sorry, I got distracted, but it, it hit. It really hit me in the story how in the Soviets were in helping out. But there was, there was a rift between the Soviet Union and Mao and the Chinese communists because the Soviet Union had a different philosophy. Their communism was a little different than what would eventually be known as Maoism. Soviet communism focused on the urban poor. That's who they focused on. Let's agitate the urban poor, tell them how terrible they have it. Let's organize strikes. They are our numbers within the city. The urban poor often have the numbers. They don't have the money, but they have the numbers. It was really it was really sold as being for the urban poor. And they're telling Mao, this is how you have to do it. We just did it here. This is how you have to do it. It's all about the urban poor. And Mao said, no, you don't understand China. It's not about the urban poor here. That's not how our society is set up. Our system is different. Our communist revolution must come from the peasants in the country. Our revolution will come from the hinterlands, the farmers. That's where our communist power will lie. And he was always pushing. He was strong enough to push back on the Soviets on that. And Mao is very capable Mao is very ruthless, and as he's starting to get older here, he's climbing the ranks of the Communist Party in China, and remember, we're at a point in time where the communists in China are always in combat with the nationalists in China. It is a a divided society that has known a lot of death and famine and imperial rule, and the people want someone to help. And the nationalists are selling the people on their system, and the communists are selling the people on their system, and the people have never experienced either of these systems, so you have to be kind of sympathetic. They didn't know. They had no idea. But as Mao is climbing the ranks, he starts to lead what's called... The Red Army, they called it the Red Army. But believe me when I tell you, this was not exactly Stalin's World War II Red Army juggernaut. It was a ragtag group of militiamen. They just didn't have the numbers yet. They didn't have the power yet. But Mao, you have these moments in life where you discover things about yourself. If you're being honest with yourself, you have them for for good and for bad. I've had them in my 39 years. I know you've had them in your life. You'll you'll go through something and you'll do something good and you know it was good and you'll come out of it and you'll be like, man, I didn't know I could do that. That's kind of cool. Wow, that's a cool moment. 
And if you're being honest, at least I have, maybe you're undoubtedly you're a better person than me, but you have these moments too where you come out of it and you think, oh, wow, that's, that's not great. That's maybe not, that's maybe not how you want to be. Mao discovers something about himself here as the leader of this red militia. And it's not going to be good for the world. Hang on. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke anime Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. It's the Jesse Kelly Show. We have... Another story about stupid things you've done while under the influence of alcohol. I know what you're thinking. Jesse, I thought that was like two weeks ago. Well, I did too, but we got one today and it's hilarious. So we might as well just fire this bad boy up again because it was a hilarious little mini bit we were doing for a while. If you have something really dumb you've done, a dumb story of idiocy while you're under the influence of, of too much alcohol... Email it in. I'll read it on the air. Allow me to emphasize once again, though, our history stories, yes, they can be dark and violent because history is dark and violent. But this is a family show. It always will be. No, we're not doing sing-alongs, but I just, as a father of two sons, 10 and 12, I'm so sick of having to turn off everything because it's all... Crap. You can't let your kids consume anything these days. And I don't care that the show's nationally syndicated. I'm never going to do that show. I won't do it. Period. You can listen with your kids in the car and you always will be able to. So keep that in mind with your under the influence stories. So I have a great one. I'm going to read a little later on. But first, let's get back to Mao. Mao Starting to climb the ladder, leads, he's leading the Red (coughs) Army, more like Red Militia. And what's he doing? What do I mean by leading them? Well, it's not that as if he's marching around with a thousand men behind him. He's marching around with some men, with some guns, and he's doing what, well, a communist version of recruiting. 
He's going around to all the farmers. Oftentimes, very, very often in China, the farmers didn't really own the land they were farming on. Oftentimes, a village would have one, maybe two rich guys who owned the land and other people worked the land. And, and obviously, when you're in that situation, sometimes it can be just, sometimes it can be really unjust. It's not hard to find the people who are miserable, who feel that things are unjust. Mao starts bringing his armed group of dudes into a village, grabbing the landowner, village leader, whoever it may be, stringing him up, dragging him before the villagers, and telling them, is this guy oppressing you? If he is, kill him. Beat him to death. Hang him right here. And sometimes the villagers would do this willingly. Sometimes, though, the villagers would say, uh, no. He's actually pretty good to us. I don't have a problem with him. At which point Mao would, at the point of a gun, force them to beat him and hang him. Mao's out there recruiting one, but Mao found something about himself. This this makes Mao... I mean, honestly, it's hard to say the worst human being in history, but probably. Mao figured out that he had a genuine love for violence and death and torture. He, lo- he just loved watching it. It was something that got his blood going. He is, they've done a million different psychological studies on him. He was just a sadist. He just genuinely Loved it. And I don't mean from afar. Yeah, he ordered the death of millions, and we'll get to that. I mean in person, watching it, hearing it, which creates a unique, that is a unique experience. Take it from me. That is not good. And he knew, one thing Mao knew, he knew control of information, control of people's thoughts was everything. Don't think that it's unique to what we're experiencing now, how the system all speaks with one voice, all the leftist voice. Communists have always thought this way. So Mao was obsessed with what people learned, with what people read, making sure people didn't read certain things, obsessed with completely changing the mindset of China into turning communist. And now, okay, we're at this period in time where the communists are rising and the nationalists are rising. And obviously they're going at each other and, well, life happens. 1931 happens and Japan freaking invades. Now the nationalists are horrified Japan invaded. Mao? Mao was thrilled. Oh, Mao knew the Japanese were horrible and going to do horrible things, but communists always cheer for destruction because that's when communism can rise. Communism has never, ever, ever risen without destruction. So if it's this, if the destruction isn't there, they'll provide it. Look around you. Any of this sound familiar at all? When everything's going well, there's simply no sell for communism. Mao, as big of a sadist monster as he was, was crafty enough to know 
Japan storming in, slaughtering, raping a bunch of Japanese citizens, taking over the economy, impoverishing the country, only ripened things, only ripened the minds to be sold on communism from Mao. He actually, at this point, the communists try to take over. They lose. This is actually almost the end of Mao. They lose because they just weren't militarily ready to take on the nationalists yet. The nationalists start bombing them out. They flee. They go on, the communists go on like this 80,000 person march called the Long March. And I think it was 6,000 miles they marched. 8,000 of them survived. Mao was one of them. And the thing is, Mao just had this way of using horrible tragedy to rise. Funny thing happened. All these people went on this long communist march to escape the nationalists. By the time they were done, Mao was in charge. The other communists who were above him in the party, they were dead. At this point, once he escapes, Mao sets up a remote base in a remote northern town and starts recruiting the area for more communists. And they start flocking to him. And then word starts getting out to who? Young people. College-age Chinese people. Idealistic, like you are when, they're, when you're that age. Finding out about equality. They're hearing about this communism and equality. And they're mad about Japan, what Japan's doing to their country. And they want it, they want to stop, you know, put to all this stuff. And there's this guy, this charismatic leader at this remote town, and he's he's recruiting people to train them to fight. And get this. Everybody's gonna be equal under Mao. He's he's promoting communism. Sounds so, so nice. But the people are getting to this town. And remember, part of the reason they're getting there is equality. And they're seeing something. This town was a former, you know, bombed out town that they'd kind of refurbished. The people get there, this notion of equality, but they're starting to notice something is off. The same way so many people in America right now notice something is off, but they can't quite put their finger on it. That's why I try to explain it every single day. The people in this town are noticing little things like equality. Well, that's weird because my sleeping situation is terrible. And the Mao and the communist leader guys, man, they're sleeping really well. Food, man, I'm a little hungry. Bob, are you hungry? Yeah, you're hungry too? Man, these other guys, they almost look a little chunky. They don't They don't look like they're hungry. And this is, you know, mountainous area, so it's cold. It's China. I'm cold. Are you cold? Yeah, we don't have enough clothing. Why does Mao have this nice coat on? And Mao starts to sense that they sense something is wrong. So Mao, well... He has used his own unique way of dealing with things. We're going to talk about that and <laughs> hilarity at a drunk at a drug addiction center. What? Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. 
for late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I mean, when you look at the uh, army encampment that we have now, it really looks like a major army base there. You know, there's still 5,000 troops, this huge perimeter with razor wire. This isn't really a great image for a free country or for our country. So I say the sooner it's torn down, the better. Um, who's making these decisions? I guess they're unilaterally being made by Nancy Pelosi, maybe Chuck Schumer. But I think also Democrats need to look in the mirror a little bit. They very quickly assume that the enemy within is Republicans and they're potentially violent. But nobody really looks in the mirror for the Democrats. They know they're they not really very self-aware. Kamala Harris, you know, said, contribute to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to bail out some of these protesters. Well, one of the protesters that they bailed out, as soon as he got out, cracked someone's skull, fractured someone's skull, and caused a brain injury. And that was because Kamala Harris, not specifically her on that issue, but she was encouraging the bailing out of these violent protesters but no one's called for her impeachment. No one's saying that she should be held responsible for her speech. Maxine Waters, Cory Booker, they say, get up in your face. They say, mob them. So it seems to be sort of a, a double standard that the enemy within only is Republicans, apparently. And uh, none of the things that Democrats say seem to be of concern to them. Mm. Rand Paul. All right, back to Mal, because we, we're going to wrap this thing up here. At Mao's little remote town, he starts to see something's wrong because the people are sensing something's wrong. Something's unjust. Things aren't equal. This isn't the communism I came here for. You know, the communists never end up enjoying communism as much as they thought they were going to. But Mao is not a blunt instrument. Sadly, for the millions of people he ended up murdering, Mao is a crafty devil. Mao is a thinker. Mao is obsessed with philosophy, with reading. Mao doesn't just go charging in. Mao decides he's going to go ahead and clean out this dissent problem once and for all. So Mao goes out, takes the odd step of saying, look, I've heard there are some people who are upset with things I've been saying things I've been doing, the way things are run around here, and I want everybody to know that's totally okay. You can voice your opinion here. If you have a problem with me, that's totally fine. In fact, if you have somebody else around here that you'd like to be in charge, you, he doesn't like what I'm doing either, and you, you'd like him to be in charge, 
you should go out and write it on this board. We need to put up this big board. Put your complaints on this board. I want to read them. I care about you, and I want to know who you want running things instead of me. Oh, oh, good, man. Look how nice Mao is. Oh, that's so cool. And, of course, these young, very naive students flocked to the board, and there was a guy. He was a writer. He was really anti-Mao. He had really woken up and realized what was happening. And the students respected him and loved him so much. And, of course, they all voted for him. And then one day this man found himself walking by himself, and two of Mao's goons snatched him up off the street, and then he found out the real Mao. You see, Mao didn't just love to kill people. Mao loved to torture people. It was one of his favorite things in the world. And Mao's preferred method of torture, don't worry, I'm not going to go into too much detail, was actually called knee-breaking where you would be seated, you're seated upright, but your legs are stretched out in front of you, straight, and then they would begin to wedge things underneath your feet, but your thighs and your knees are tied down so they can't move. Are you starting to understand where we're going here? And then they would stick things under there, like a pry bar, basically, under your feet and begin to raise that platform under your feet. Do you have any idea what it would feel like to have your knees slowly shattered and bent the wrong way. By the time Mao was done with this poor soul, he had leaked the names of every single significant person in the camp who was with him. He had, quote, confessed to being a nationalist spy, at which point, as everybody saw and heard, with broken knees, he was dragged outside and bayoneted to death. Mao then finished rounding up everybody in the camp who was a problem, as you say. You see, communism is evil. It is. However, let's focus on what we can learn from for the time being. There is great value, incredible value in finding out who is with you, who is kind of with you, and who is against you, who you can trust, who you cannot trust. Any leader who's ever stayed in power for any length of time understood this completely. And you and I have spent a lot of time complaining about 2020 and now 2021. And let's be frank, there's been a ton to complain about. I'm not saying you're, you're, you shouldn't be complaining about it. Yeah, that's fine. And it's fun to complain. But here is the truth. Here is the truth. Then, and especially now, I have learned a lot. I have learned a lot about the American people. I've learned a lot about the Republican Party, the conservative movement. I've learned a lot about the communists. And you should have too. Let us resolve to spend this time learning. We will need this knowledge going forward. Talk about your drunken, stupid stories and some other great stuff next. Hang on. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? 
It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mitch McConnell blasting away at this freshman congresswoman, calling her a cancer. I know you've seen that. As I explained yesterday, I'm not anti-Mitch McConnell. However, how is the most powerful Republican in Washington, D.C. talking about the exact thing the left wants him to talk about? How are we this dumb, this depraved? 877-377-4373. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Call, email, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Because that was so heavy, Mao's so heavy. We're gonna we're gonna say one of your drunken stories next. And then we're gonna launch into all this news. Oh my gosh. Oh, And we have a new review for the show, and it's incredible. (laughs) Hang on, Chris. Jesse Kelly Show. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl... She got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse.